This episode of Box Office QBs is brought to you by Rival Fantasy, where you and your friends can gather, bet on sports, and play fantasy games all year round. All you have to do is go to joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs, and you'll get $25 of free play and a $10 voucher whenever you make your first deposit. Now, that deposit up to $200 will also be matched by Rival Fantasy themselves. So ensure you get all that cash and have all the fun you can with your friends. Again, go to joinrival.com slash boxofficeqbs. And welcome to Box Office QB's Nerd Shit Edition. I'm Gerald, and today, of course, we're doing all the nerd shit. I'm even wearing my Flash, and he has a Simpsons shirt. My friend Ahmed's with me. We're talking about Loki. Loki Season 2 has premiered. We got Tom Hiddleston back as Loki, Owen Wilson back as Morbius. We have a few new friends joining us, and we have Jonathan Major, of course, making his MCU debut, um, re return, excuse me, um, in the show where he will be playing Victor Timely got a lot of stuff in a quick 48 minute episode Ahmed what are your first initial reactions I was glad to just see Marvel's back and retelling the story of what's going to happen with the series going forward I was getting really tired of the spin-offs and the origin stories so I'm glad to see that we're back in action I'm ready to see how much forward we go in the storyline for sure there is a different feeling between um an origin or I guess for lack of a better terms a filler um than something that progresses the story like Loki. Loki is very essential to this next phase or the next several phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's been telling us that since the end of season one, where we did get a King the Conqueror variant explained to us essentially what we're going to see in live action. And I think this episode even tipped its hat even more toward the end game, quote unquote, of um, what the MCU is going to look like at the end of these next few phases. Um, and yeah. actually, I'll, I'll get a little bit into that if you don't mind. Because um, as we know, in the end of season one, Kang discussed how if um, he didn't have this sacred timeline where he ends he up who where remains. he's at. He, if he doesn't have he who remains at the end, if this sacred timeline isn't the only timeline, it's going to birth other timelines where other he who remain variants are going to start a war and get all the bad people into one place and just end everything. And he straight up said that. And then again, in this episode, season two, we get a recording, it sounds like, of Kang talking to who is re later revealed as Ramona Renslayer. Now, in the comics, Ramona Renslayer is actually the love interest of Kang. Kang the Conqueror goes around conquering lands, conquering countries, conquering anything he can touch and will see. And the one place that he leaves to the very end is Ramona Renslayer's world, where she, I believe, is the princess, from what I understand, of that world. And he lets her live and lets their kingdom live. Um, there's a whole bunch of convoluted story that goes on there's a little bit of backstabbing Ramona Renslayer ends up killing him so we hear him again in this little voicemail type thing that you hear um talking to Ramona saying you were a very valuable part in this war and mm -hmm. again hinting at that big war that we already know the title of the next few Avengers movies including Secret Wars I can almost bet your money that this show especially this season is going to have a huge impact into how Secret Wars looks. Oh, agreed. Yeah, so I'm excited for it. Loki, for all intents and purposes, um, as Gerald mentioned, has been essential to this storyline. He's been essential since the very beginning. Um, and so to kind of see him continue to carry on the story, it kind of makes me think I shouldn't have slept on Loki. Um, I, You know, the Thor sequels have not really been my favorite. Um, but just knowing how important Loki is, it's something that like, okay, I really need to watch it. Um, I mean, whenever you guys would talk in the group chat about who Jonathan Majors was, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then when I finally saw, 
you know, him as he who remains, I said, oh, wow, this is huge. And then, of course, him as Kang the Conqueror, it's like, this is a major story that um, if we sleep on this, well, and also um, not to, you know, muddy the waters here, but after, you know, a very underwhelming um, secret invasion, after a very underwhelming series with Nick Fury as the main character, I think Marvel fans are owed something that's going to knock them off their feet and really just kind of impress them. Like you, like Mm -hmm. you've done such a great job, but now is like when everyone's, you still got everybody's attention, roll with it. Let's go. Absolutely. Roll with it. And you know, Marvel's no, no, um, stranger to having big name actors do great things on its in, in its portrayals but um i just i think that this cast is one of those shows where you look at and it's just holy shit this is a good cast owen wilson mm-hmm. tom hiddleston sophia de mark Mar- uh, martino excuse me uh gugu and excuse me i might be saying her name wrong gugu mbatha raw i think is how you say it um she is a ravona ravona Rinslayer again um Tara Strong is Miss Minna's voice. There's a, there's a bunch of really great actors and actresses in this show. Um, I really enjoyed getting OB's key, um, Hui Kwan's um, OB in this one. That was a lot of fun. Getting to see him again. I read that he even got a lot of say and a lot of freedom in his part. So he really made the character his own. And um, I think you can see that in here. Yeah. Um, Hui Kwan like, steals every scene that he's in. I hope we get to see more of him. I, I, I really hope he's an important figure in this re- in the rest of the season. Um, you know, he's been enjoying a pretty badass year. I like. I don't know about you, Gerald, but it feels like this month has this year has been the longest year ever, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's taking it, a while. It's taking a while. Yeah, like a lot of shit has happened this year. Get to it. <laughs> and we've had like. Cool things happen and bad things happen. Cool thing is Kuhei Kwan, you know, won an Oscar. Brendan Fraser won an Oscar. And Kuhei Kwan, you know, is like just killing it right now. So good for him. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say aside from that. I, I, I just hope like things continue to work out in everyone's favor. Yeah, and I, and I do hope that like if multiversal stuff confusing you is the reason why you don't want to watch this show, I think there's a... I think this show is really good at explaining it one, but also let me give you a five second unofficial explanation of what's going on. There was one timeline originally. There was only ever one timeline originally because Kang, the Conqueror um, variant, he who remains, had pruned all the other timelines and stopped them. Now that there are other timelines popping up, let's say that somebody in the 80s swoos Mrs. or Mr. Parker instead just absolutely sweeps him under his feet and now we don't get Tom Holland Peter Parker we get a different looking Peter Parker let's call him Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker mm-hmm. um, and as we see in other multiversal shows the butterfly effect you step on a butterfly what happens little things happen Tokyo explodes you know, or something Tokyo yeah. explodes um, we don't have superhero teams like the Avengers um, you know Toby Maguire's parents look a little different and in that world, there were no other superheroes, right? It was just Spider-Man being the only one. There was a mention of Doctor Strange, but it was very slight. And I think like in the second or third movie at that point. So that's kind of what it's saying. Now, now that these timelines are branching out, 
technically these universes have always existed. They're not just starting now in 2024 with the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They have passed. They have the 80s. They have the 70s. They've always existed because instead of being pruned in the 60s or in the 1800s or in the 1200s, whenever the hell they got pruned, they just continue to exist. Right. So and I'm hoping is... that kind of helps people understand it a little bit. <laughs> right. And, and, and I want to... Remind me, because I'm going to be talking about two things. I'm going to talk about the philosoph philosophical standpoint of it, but I want to kind of jump back into what you were talking about, about how this is what the reality is. This is what the timeline is. And let's also not forget, this was kind of reminded to us uh, at the end of uh, the season finale, season, season one finale, um, where He Who Remains explains to Sylvia and Loki that you two have been jumping different timelines. You've been disrupting the fabric of time, if you will. Um, and so what's ironic, and that's kind of what season one or season two's debut episode kind of like reconnects us with, that Sylvie and Loki thought that they were going to be the heroes because they saw somebody who was just as villainous as them playing with the fabric of time. And they decide they're going to stop him and be the good guys. But that's when he who remains immediately just reminds them of, hey, we're all villains here. Murderer, hypocrite, you know. Um, I just know how it all ends. And so you have this, you know, this amazing ability for, you know, we'll credit the backroom deals with Marvel and Sony, but the fact that they were able to intertwine these stories with, Dr. Marvel, uh, Dr. Strange, uh, Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield bring all these together. It really kind of disrupts the viewer's idea of what they're watching. This is why we come to the movies. We come to an escape, but this is also a little bit of reality or not so much reality, but a little bit of existential philosophical thinking that we all have at time to time, uh, at times, um, you know, there's an alternate universe where, Nicolas Cage plays Superman, you know, and we can have that imagination. And what cinema has done, or what the Marvel Cinematic Universe especially has done, is they said, what if this happened? What if that happened? And then they even made a whole series called What If? And so, you know, it's it's just the, the amazing art of storytelling and the philosophical viewpoint that can really just attract any person. Yes, it is dense, but this is why we go to, this is why we go to the movies. This is why we are glued to the television. Now, the, the, the big task here is what does it all mean? Tie it all together. Because every little thing that we saw in the first phase of the Marvel movie, starting with Iron Man, little Easter eggs of what they were hoping to accomplish, now we're hoping for the same thing. And if it all plays well, people will probably stop talking shit about Marvel Cinematic Universe. They'll probably just start saying, and Gerald, this is a kind of a, not a stab at you, but I guess it is. Eat your heart out, heart, Harry Potter fans. <laughs> we do we do um <laughs> no but um let's just let's get let's get to back to i guess instead of i don't even know what to call this this segment honestly i i, I do love this segment though because to me it's fun getting all these multiverse stuff because i mean there is there are time 
mind theories right out there. There are theories out there about different universes, different times. I mean, we have a whole, uh, the, what is it, the Mandela effect? Where, like, mm-hmm. you remember something differently than what it actually was. Um, and, like, that's all. Like, there's there's theories like this all over the place. And then shows and movies like this are just so fun to me because they explore that theory and bring it to life. They bring something that is a complete out-of-this-world possibility, right? And they bring it yeah. to life and they have fun with it. And not only do they have fun with it, they're able to tell really good stories with it. I mean, let's not forget two of the best animated films ever or multiverse movies, including Spider, like involving Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and they tell great in-depth personal stories. Um, they, they, they enable the character to view themselves in different lenses all over the place. And it's just, it's a lot of fun and exciting. And, um, and, and I think that like for, and I hear this a lot too, the, Oh, well, it's getting too fake. It's getting too outrageous. Like you're talking about, a cinematic universe first off it's a it's a fucking movie um, a, you took also, the words right out of my mouth it's a fucking movie <laughs> but also like not only is it a fucking movie it's a movie about people who can sling webs out of their hands and have and like fake fake minerals and um what is it chemicals like what is the fucking periodic table stuff you know like they find like all the all these hard ass metals that are harder than anything found on Earth, but now there was a meteor that sh- like like but like the multiverse is where you drew the line and this is fake shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, we have a whole yeah. ass African country that was just hidden from the world for like centuries, like yeah. eras. Um, they're they're like and like they were like no 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 I I can't with Loki doing time slipping. It's like, I'm going to need you to calm down, right? Like, um, but we're getting a little bit off task, I think. I think we should go towards rating this movie, rating this show, excuse me, the first, and also get into a little bit of our predictions. Um, I'll start with this as I'm already talking, and I'm already going to be using all this VO over me anyway. But, um, but I'm going to give this a, an all-star to start it, because Loki is not disappointed yet. And it's, I mean, it's only had six episodes, but they've all, before this one, and this one continues the uh, the trend it's not hall of fame levels there's some questions but it brings a great introduction in ob ob's a great comical relief um from what i can tell he doesn't have any comic ties there's a few marvel characters with the name on a bear but i mean that's also that's also a greek mythology term so it's not really a marvel centric term ob's actual name um and um, we get Loki back. I loved Loki again, Tom Wilson. Owen Wilson, this might be my first, my not my first, my favorite Owen Wilson portrayal of his entire career in Morbius. And I'm, I'm still, I'm just like, and I love, I love Owen Wilson. He's a fun guy, but like, he's just, I don't know. He brings something to this that makes me feel and want his character to just strive and survive, you know? So um, as for predictions, I, I think we're going to get, a lot of different timelines in this. I think we're going to see them all, um, especially if the post credit scene, um, no spoilers in this one yet, because I don't want to spoil it just for anybody yet. But um, especially if that post credit scene, the, um, the thing we heard that character say makes me think they're going to try out a lot of different things. Well, yeah, because it's, um, it's uh, reclaiming. It's about reclaiming something that you once you thought was lost to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have the prediction that uh, it will leave us 
you know, I, I, I try to be optimistic, um, but we haven't really had a positive trend of different Marvel series, if I can be frank. Um, some of them start out very, very strong, but then they have kind of a weak ending. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping that we don't have that with that, with, with this series. I hope that it'll still leave us on the edge and I, I hope that it'll open the doors for, you know, Miss Marvel's, uh, or the Marvel's whenever that comes out and then it'll just continue on from there. Um, I, I, I'm just predicting that, uh, you know, we won't have to wait too long. That's that's my biggest hope and that's my biggest prediction. All right, very interesting, very interesting prediction for both of us. Very interesting show, fun show, great show, surprisingly funny. Oh, but I, I give it all, think... I give it an all star. <laughs> oh, I didn't even I I completely missed it. Sorry, I got a trade on my rival fantasy app that came in, so I checked it out real quick. Speaking of rival, we should do our last ad read before saying sayonara to y'all um, and giving you one more little piece of information on this show. So again, make sure you guys go to joinrival.com slash box office QBs and sign up for rival fantasy right now. You can play fantasy sports. You can bet on different players, but again, joinrival.com slash box office QBs. You'll get $25 of free play, a $10 voucher and your first deposit will be matched up to $200. So once you make that first deposit up to signing up, you'll get all that and more and a ton of fun with your friends. All right. So, now that we're done with that ad read, we can get back to real shit. Um, I will say this. Marvel put all of its eggs in this basket, I think. Because this show is a it's a platform setter. It's an exposition dump, per se. Okay? Instead of getting that 30-minute exposition dump in the next Avengers um, Secret Wars movie, you're going to get this two-season-long Loki expedition, exposition dump that's going to give you all the information you need as to how Secret Wars started and why Kang is such an asshole. But that's it for us. For Ahmed, I'm Gerald. This has been Box Office QB's Nerd Shit Edition. See y'all later.